welcome to Free America. I'm your host, Nick Yaya, and this is the Free America Podcast. Today is Sunday, April 11th. The year is 2021. And boy, we are well into and well past a year mark of the COVID lockdowns that have been taking place around the country and around the world, for that matter. And we've got a very special guest on today who's going to help us understand better ways to navigate these lockdowns as individuals, but also as business owners and and people who are trying to stay alive, essentially, financially during these tough times. And so we've got some solutions. Uh, her name is is Nari, Nari, <laughs> Nari Choi. Boy, I almost butchered that. And she's works with a group called uh, HealthyAmerican.org and a woman named Peggy Hall, who have been very influential in in organizing people and educating people. She's got some, they've got a wonderful website and some great educational videos online about how you can stand up for your rights, whether it's mask-free shopping or um, essentially just navigating these difficult times with regard to COVID. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to cover a couple of quick news items. And I'd like to share with you some of the things that I've found here uh, recently online that have I've, really disturbing with regard to COVID-19. And one of which is this story that I just read today about, oh boy, I shared the wrong screen there. <laughs> um, one of which is a story that takes place in the, in the Caribbean. And this is um, about, there's an island in the Caribbean called St. Vincent. And apparently the prime minister of this, of this, um, of this island has declared that only vaccinated people can be evacuated from the Caribbean island following the eruption of a nearby volcano. So now they're deciding who gets to live and who gets to die based on who has taken the vaccine. Now, of course, they're using cruise ships who have volunteered to help support the effort to evacuate these people. But as we know, as we've recently learned, cruise ships are making it mandatory to be vaccinated in order to board their ships. So this is a part, this is another part of the vaccine passport, the mandated vaccines that we saw coming a while ago. And we're seeing this play out now in, in a horrific fashion. So it's not just people who can't go on vacation now who aren't vaccinated, but it's people who are trying to escape imminent death on a Caribbean island who are now prevented from being rescued because they have chosen not to take an experimental genetic therapy and put their lives at risk that way. So these are some evil, evil people, folks, people who have who have basically decided who gets to live and who gets to die, whether or not they play their game. But before we uh, continue with the news, I just want to bring your attention to the Free America podcast website where you can find all kinds of cool stuff, including uh, links to our social media, as well as um as links to this episode is, and other previous episodes, such as last week's episode right here, as well as podcasts, um, Google, Apple, iHeart, and Spotify, as well as others, where you can listen to and download our podcast. And then we also have links here to BitChute and Rumble, which are the replacements for YouTube. Since we got busted on YouTube uh, about a month ago, they gave us two strikes, and we're not going for three. So I decided to shift everything over to these two platforms as an alternative. And we also got kicked off of Facebook, so we're also right here on Gab and MeWe. If you'd like to follow us there, just click these buttons right below. Uh, and that, and for our radio listeners, if you want to go to freeamericapodcast.com, that's where you'll find all that information. For our people watching this video, you can see what I'm talking about. You can see here we also have previous episodes and special reports. 
uh, as well as our news blog and, um, and a way to contact us and also to subscribe to the Free America podcast site, which is something I recommend you do in case we do get booted from either one of these uh, new platforms or they get shut down by the socialist Democrats of America who have been destroying and doing their damnedest to destroy every bit of freedom that is left in our country. Also, we'd like to ask that you support the Free America podcast by clicking on the donate button at the top. And you can either support us by making contribution through Patreon or PayPal. Those are your two options. You can make a one-time contribution or an ongoing monthly contribution like some of our supporters do, five, $10, anything helps. Um, and you can also uh, join, uh, excuse me, support us by uh, supporting our affiliates. So whether that's in areas of personal finance, self-defense, or health and fitness, if you click on any of these buttons below there and you purchase one of their products or services, we get a commission. And so you can also help support Free America Podcast in that way. So we do appreciate it. And soon we will be having some, we will have some merchandise available for you to purchase, whether that's uh, from us directly or from people who are friendly to the Free America Podcast, such as uh, Rage Against the Vaccine, Chris Hoover, our, our, our guest from last week. We're going to be getting some of his shirts and sweatshirts on here. Really cool stuff. Rage Against the Vaccine. i got to love the logos and things that he comes up with. So we'll be bringing that to you soon. And that will be another way to for you to help us defray our costs and um, and help support the Free America podcast. Because believe it or not, there, there are expenses um, associated with this. You know, there's the cost of the internet, 70 bucks a month. There's the you know, StreamYard that I use, that's another 25 bucks a month. So it adds up. And over time, any little bit that you can contribute will help for us to continue bringing this show to you free of charge. So we appreciate your, your support. Now, moving on to the news, some interesting news from uh, Dr. Fauci, who I like to call flip-flop Fauci, has now come out once again and says he doesn't, he doesn't really understand quite why the numbers are are going down in Texas, even though they've lifted the mask mandates. Texas is pretty much fully reopened at this point, along with Florida. But as it as as it comes as a shock to some people, not to people like you and me, but some people like uh, Fauci, who has no idea what he's doing and never has from the start, he's just confounded as to why the numbers aren't going up, even though they've opened up the state entirely. It's been some five weeks since test Texas lifted its mask mandate, and there has yet to be an explosion of COVID-19 cases. It's something Dr. Anthony Fauci can't quite explain. He says, I'm not really quite sure, he told MSNBC this week. It could be they're doing things outdoors, which is complete BS. The restaurants are open, they're indoors. I have friends that live down there, and they're living life as normal. In fact, their, uh, their baseball stadium was pretty much at capacity. I think it was 35,000 people were in that stadium. They were packed shoulder to shoulder, most of them not wearing masks. Who knows how many were vaccinated or unvaccinated, but they're not seeing a huge spike in numbers. So it just doesn't jive. Their story is once again falling apart. They have no science to back up their claims or their reasons for shutting down and destroying hundreds of thousands of small businesses across the United States and around the world. And the narrative is quickly crumbling and they're scrambling to figure out how to keep this thing going before they lose their grip on power entirely. Now, moving on to uh, speaking of, of authoritarian grips on power, I'd like to draw your attention to the city of Burbank, where a restaurant called Tinhorn Flats is, is at the center of a controversy over 
a business's right to operate and whether or not that presents a public health risk. So for many of you, uh, you probably are not familiar with this, but here locally, Tinhorn Flats has become somewhat of a legend in the Los Angeles area, and they are the uh, symbol of modern-day um, tyranny, uh, or the fight against modern-day tyranny. Now, what has happened is, over the course of the last year, see, they shut down in March, as a lot of businesses did in California, out of an abundance of caution. And all the way through the year, up until November, they maintained closure. But when given the opportunity in November, they reopened. Now, they uh, were, they stayed open through November and into December, and then another lockdown was issued. And they decided we are not going to comply this time. We are not at risk of harming anybody. And they weren't. There, there was never any evidence to show that contract tracing proved that that people were getting sick coming out of their establishment. Their, their employees weren't getting sick. They were following all protocols. They were doing their dining outside. Their, their servers were wearing masks. I went there a couple of times myself. And essentially and they were keeping everything very clean so essentially to say that they were they were a risk to the community is an absolute lie but the don't that did not stop the burbank city council from saying otherwise in fact there's one very outspoken member of the burbank city council who has really been pushing this over the last couple of months his name is constantine anthony and he is an admitted and and very vocal democratic socialist who has actually said that he wants to close small businesses in America. This is the socialist dream, making people dependent upon the state and then the state taking over operations. Uh, and then we move and slide quickly into communism where the state controls all businesses. And so this is their goal. This is their aim. This is what they've been incrementally moving towards for many decades now. But now they're out in the open. They feel like they've got the upper hand. They've indoctrinated many people and, and, have, and have infiltrated many aspects of our society, whether that's you know in the educational system or corporate America, uh, you can see their presence and and their and their 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 tightening grip of authoritarianism over every aspect of American life, whether that's free speech or now they're coming after the Second Amendment. So First Amendment, Second Amendment, Fourth Amendment now has been flagrantly violated repeatedly by many of these corporations who like airlines, for example, or cruise ships who say that you cannot travel unless you take this vaccine. So just to kind of go briefly into the article here. Uh, Tinhorn Flats is the oldest bar in Burbank, and they first authorities first cited and fined Tinhorn Flats, and but they refused to pay and stay open. So the authorities cut their utilities. Then he brought in generators and stayed open. Then they rad, red tagged his restaurant and locked the doors. He cut the locks and reopened. Then they boarded up the doors and red tagged again as unsafe. He sawed off the boards and reopened his business. They arrested him. He made bail and released. Um, and they've since arrested him twice more as he's tried to remove the sandbags that they now put up around his business. But as of yesterday, they have now gone a step further. Um, I was there Friday night to try to help prevent this from happening, but the city came out and drilled several holes around the property to make way for posts and fence to be put up around the property. And sure enough, come Saturday morning, they did exactly that, even though we were present to try to convince them and convince the police there otherwise to not do so. So this has become a rallying point for many people in, in the Los Angeles area, and I believe it will be the country. This is going to become a, a focal point of people's um, you know, anger and resentment towards these unjustified and completely unscientific lockdowns. And there have been many approaches towards 
many ways to approach this and in terms of educating and making people aware of their rights, educating businesses and making them aware of how they can successfully navigate their way through a litigation like this that's occurring with cities like the city of Burbank. And so our guest today is a part of an organization that's been doing just that. And I've, I've also worked a little bit with them, and I hope to continue some work here in the future in helping to give business owners the tools that they need to make sure that they can not only uh, open up, but stay open in the face of what we imagine and we hope certainly hope doesn't happen are future lockdowns as we get new waves of, uh, you know, so-called deadly pandemics or, you know, new variants come out, whatever they're going to make up, they're going to make something up because they want to squeeze these businesses so, so tightly that they will never open again. So anyway, I'll bring her on and let her explain a little bit better about how they're helping businesses and individuals to navigate these crazy times. But uh, for now, please join me in welcoming Nari Choi with the um, healthyamerican.org. Pardon me. I almost, I almost completely butchered that again. This is twice. I'm a, a bad host, bad, bad host. Not bad, but uh, no. Um, Welcome. thank you Nick, for having me over, and uh, we will definitely need representatives like yourself at the Healthy American to go ahead and educate all these businesses and individuals of their rights. Um, so yeah, uh, happy to be here. Um, where should I start? <laughs> well, let's let's start. I mean, kind of full disclosure, you know, we do know, I mean, we do know each other. A lot of people that I bring on the show are people that I've met doing things like mask-free shopping here in Los Angeles. And so I, I believe that is kind of how we met. It wasn't really at, at, I'm not sure if you went to the Burbank Freedom Rallies or, but I think it was the mask-free shopping, wasn't it? Yes, it was uh, that time at Ralph's, I believe, when we it was ah, um, the first one, yeah, over there in Hollywood. Yeah. So what do we? So I originally had started my group a uh, couple months prior to that, and then Tracy, who's uh, one of our maskless shopper warriors, he had told me about Ash, you and Jason. Um, like, oh, there's another gang of maskless shoppers. Like, you guys have to gang. I love it. Yeah, join forces. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go meet these guys. So that was where we first met. And that was, um, that was, it was pretty, it was pretty interesting. I've never had a shopping, maskless shopping event break out in a protest like that. But that was the first time. And it was pretty awesome because yeah. uh, we made a lot of noise. <laughs> well, yeah, we made a lot of noise. And and we learned a lot of things. And and I think, and since then, in the other outings we've had since then, we've learned a great deal. And and it ties into kind of what, it's what I really like about what Peggy's doing is that with, you know, our experience and her guidance, we've had a lot more success in the subsequent outings that we've had since our first one. You know, we've definitely changed some tactics and and definitely have moved more towards well, educating ourselves, but also educating other people about the different laws and, and different rights and responsibilities that they have and that that we have under the Constitution, as well as, uh, you know, California state law. 
Yeah, that's the amazing thing about um, the Healthy American Organization. And what Peggy's focus really is on is uh, educating the businesses with the laws and educating individuals. You know, what really, um, I guess, skyrocketed her popularity was that she one day was fed up with the oncoming uh, I guess onslaught of tyranny with the masks and the social distancing and she had created a video um, explaining no governor can make a law that is her very first video and uh, that was her claim to fame basically because she broke down the rights of each individual individual citizen and um, letting us know no one has the right to tell you what to do with your body. Even doctors, when you go into a situation and um, let's say the doctor could save your life by giving you some sort of a treatment, you still have the uh, right to say, no, I don't want that treatment. I, you know, whatever it is that you're offering to me, I don't want it. And uh, right. that's not patient's right. right now in the United States. They are telling us that masks are for our health and they're making us cover our faces uh, with no scientific evidence, no um, observable evidence of a BP pandemic. And so everything is completely unlawful. Now, after the masks, and the maskless shopping brigades, like such as um, groups like Mines and Nicks and Ashes and Toshios and such, um, you know, we go and we exercise our rights. We stand for our rights, and we let people know, hey, we have there's there are laws that protect us from some stranger saying you need to listen to me because I know what's best for your body. Uh, we don't have to listen to any of that crap. And the laws protect us. They exist to protect our rights to say no to um, anything really that we don't want right. to do. Well, it's, uh, it, that's what I think she said is it's medical interventions and that, and that unless they're a licensed medical professional, they're actually breaking the law by requiring you to wear a medical device, which is what a mask is. Absolutely. Um, you, you, everybody has seen in the videos of the, the depletion of oxygen levels as soon as you put on any kind of mask. And it is giving you brain damage essentially because it's blocking the oxygen and airflow to, from your mouth to your brain. And um, it is absolutely a medical intervention. And the California Business and Professions Code 2052 states that you cannot practice medical, uh, you can't practice medicine without a license. And that means you do not have the right to tell people to take on a medical intervention of any sort, whether or not you are a licensed doctor. Um, when, if you're a licensed doctor, yes, you get to practice medicine, but still the patient has the right to informed consent and they could say no to anything uh, right. you advise them. Yes. Right, yeah, you, can't, you cannot force someone to take a medication, to take an injection, a vaccination, to wear a medical device, 
to go undergo any type of procedure without their consent. That's, I mean, I think that was, they, they hammered that out at Nuremberg after World War II because of what the Nazis were doing, right? Right, yeah. And we're seeing a repeat of um, scary times, you know? Uh, I don't even want to say it out loud because it is so evident what is happening um, everywhere around the world. And I don't know why. It seems like our fellow United States brothers and sisters are kind of asleep at the wheel here. We see people rising up uh, everywhere, all across the country, all across the world. And I don't know. I, what do you think that's about, Nick? I mean, I'm a little bit, uh, you know, I don't want to say disappointed, you know, but a little sad that it's taking us so long to band together. Sure. I mean, I, I, have, I have several theories. I mean, one, would be that you know in different countries on the around the world. I don't know if there's such political divisiveness as as we have here in the United States in terms of the, the left right paradigm that's been foisted upon the American people, uh, and 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 really um, amplified over the last election cycle. That has really driven a wedge between two groups of people, and whom ha have not only have political differences but also have differences of autonomy in terms of what the government can or cannot force you to do with your own body, whether that's wear a mask or take a vaccine or whatever. So, so we've got that working against us. Then we've got a, a mainstream media and big tech that have done their best to misinform, to, to instill fear, to suppress any alternative information, scientific or otherwise, that could inform people and give people at least some relief from the fear that's being foisted upon them on a regular basis. And so, but, oh, go ahead. But do you think that's, I mean, I would have to think that that would be every government at this point in time, right? Like that can't be an excuse why we were taking such a sweet time, you know, rising sure. up and standing. Well, Amer um, I mean, I think I Americans have become complacent. You know, I've looked at years past, you know, I've always admired France for the way their people stand up and and they'll they'll block off highways with tractors and stuff and they'll they'll you know spill produce out on the highway to 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 protest you know some kind of farm bill or whatever it is that they're they're proposing out there they're very active and very passionate and i think the people of the united states over the past 40 years or so have been lulled into this false sense of you know of, of safety and security and 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 frankly it comes with um what's not success what's the word i'm looking for but just with with excess really mm -hmm. you know we've got so much at our disposal that there's really no no struggle no nothing to struggle against therefore that that whole that whole muscle has atrophied and Absolutely. now we're you know we've lost it and now we got to work that we got to work it out and, and and build it up again and that's what that's what i think we're seeing happening right now Absolutely. I mean, do you think that was by design, though? Because there are a lot of uh, theories and a lot of conspiracy theories that are, uh, you know, they're adamant that it America was the guinea pig to, um, you know, like, a, how do you say it, creating a society that's completely dumbed down and dependent on the government as their think tank and a bunch of people that can't process their own thoughts and uh 
be able to process what's going on in the outside world. Um, there are a lot of people that are saying that America was set up to fail. And uh, to me, um, I don't know. I think it, it does seem like, uh, you know, but I don't want to rest on that point. Obviously. Right. Well, that may be the case. I mean, as they say, the saying goes, there are no accidents in politics. And so, you know, it's it's not a conspiracy theory that politicians shape, they they, they shape policy. First of all, they, they create policy and they try to shape the direction of the com- country, company, geez, for Freudian slip there. But I think moreover, what has happened in this country, and I, wit- I witnessed it firsthand when I, I ran a nonprofit organization and we tried to well, we did. We successfully had a, uh, an amendment to a bill allowing us to conduct background checks for volunteers that were driving for a designated driver program I was doing. But in the, during the process of this, I learned a lot about the, the legislative process in terms of how do you create laws, how are laws you know, written, and who writes them, you know, what the process is, how do they get passed through committee and then onto the you know, House floor and so forth. But one of the, one of the most disturbing things I learned is that in the majority of cases, the legislators are not the ones writing the laws, it's the lobbyists. And so for a long time now, the United States has been at the mercy of these multinational corporations who now have more power than the government themselves. You look at guys like you know Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates, who are essentially dictating health policy, and not so much Bezos, but Gates. You know, this guy is is saying we, you know, we, everybody needs to get a shot around the world. I mean, who is he? The guy, the yeah. guy, is, he, he's not a doctor. He's not a virologist. You know, he's been kicked out of several countries for his for his actions of vaccinating people that have resulted in people getting the very diseases that he's vaccinated them against. I'm talking about polio in India, and I do encourage our viewers and listeners to go and look that up because that is a fact. That is not a conspiracy theory, but the point was is that is that our elected government, which is a representative government, no longer represents us. It it is more like an oligarchy than it is a democracy or a republic. And yep. and what I mean by that is the rich essentially call the shots. The corporations call the shots. We are almost in a in a in a corporal fascist state right now, where right. where where they dictate the policy. I mean, look at what they've done. And I brought it up just previously with the suppression of the First Amendment through big tech like Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you name it. And, you know, I've had my voice suppressed. And where is my government defending my God-given rights? That's their number one job is to defend us against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Anybody who would try to usurp those those God-given rights. That's why we granted them the power. You know, we, we are governed by the consent that we grant them to govern us. But when mm-hmm. they fail in that job, it's our duty to either alter or to abolish that government. But I'm going, I'm going off on a tangent here. But my point is, is that we've gotten away from that. And, and now we're seeing the results of that. It's, it's disastrous. And well, it's- I want to touch on that a little bit, though. You know, um, yeah, of course, they are blocking our free speech, right? But then let's you know, I'm just thinking of this as we're talking here. Let's say you on this podcast, you guys get um, 
so much uh, viewers and you guys blow up. And now this is your Nick Yaya's podcast is the podcast to go to, to get all your updated information, you know, trusted sources, X, Y, Z. Now you're the creator of this podcast, right? And if someone came onto the podcast that was going to deliberately, um, not promote or maybe say something negative about some of the partners you've had or some um or you know some of your affiliates would you let that person come on and freely uh exercise their freedom of speech or because that's like the argument right like twitter facebook they're all saying like no it's not a public forum it's a private business right and therefore, we could choose who we want to kick off. Sure. And who we don't want to kick off. No, I, I get I get your point exactly. And and it's a very good point to make. And it's something, yeah, I'd like I'd like to dive into here real quick. So um, me personally, I mean, I'll play along with you, but I mean me personally, no. I mean, that's why I set up this this podcast to give people of differing opinions the opportunity to come on and discuss. You know, I, I haven't recently had on guests that I disagree with, but I, I do try to find them. I do try to seek them out. They're hard to find now that I've kind of dis, dis, distanced myself from social media and some of the people that I, I was previously around um, or they've canceled me. They've they've blocked me or whatever. So it's kind of hard to have conversations with people um, <laughs> who, uh, who who you can't talk to. But but I see your point, and and they've 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 made a decent case at saying, look, yeah, we are a private entity. We do reserve the right to whether or not we want to allow people to have that type of speech on our platforms. However, um, they've reached a point at which they become very similar to a public utility, wherein, like much like a, an elect a power company or the phone company, right? They're, they're governed by laws that say if you don't like the phone company, let's look at them for example. If you and I are talking on the phone and uh, AT&T doesn't like what we're talking about, they can't just stop our, our phone call. Okay. Right. And there's, there's, there's laws governing that. And the reason being is because they become a public utility. And so what companies like Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube have become, they become the equivalent of the town square. They become the equivalent of where people gather together to exchange ideas. And so, mm -hmm. and, and as such, they've got such a, a, an amazing amount of power that they are now, I believe there soon will be, if we get a decent uh, Congress in there, there will be laws that will say, hey, look, you guys, you just can't do that. You, I mean, if you're, you're talking about dangerous things where people are talking about blowing up buildings or something, yeah, of course. But mm -hmm. if, it, if it's something that disagrees with the official narrative, such as, oh, yeah, I think the election was stolen. You know, they, <laughs> they can't stop me from saying that. There's no reason why they should. If they disagree with it, fine. But mm -hmm. should they be able to stop me from saying that just because they disagree with it? I don't think so. Well, it's almost like did they did like was their status officially changed to a public utility? Like I don't think that ever really that never not happened. Right? No, not yet. No, I mean they're they're protected under Section two thirty, and they're looking to amend that protection or something has to change and it's going to change. I mean, they're operating under, under a law that was created in the 1990s. And so it's well outdated and not suited to address the issues that are, uh, that have come up as a result of, of the, just the, the enormous amount of power that these, these companies have garnered and the, and the control that they have over the conversation and the narrative, because I yeah. mean, you're talking about, I mean, that's an authoritarian 
you know, state where, uh, you know, uh, there's a, a single source of information and anybody that comes up with something to the contrary is, is silenced. You know, that, what is this? I mean, this is like Soviet Russia. Uh-huh. I mean, it is, um, I mean, it is a daunting idea, right? Like, uh, where we're headed and to go up against, um, huge Goliaths like Facebook, uh, Twitter, you know, new, I see a lot of new social media platforms popping up. Like what is it? What is it? Gab? Brave? Yeah. Uh, is it Brave or, um, uh, Brave, Brave is a is an internet browser. Browser, and yeah. DuckDuckGo is like the search engine. These are the ones that, and I should actually promote and plug those more on this show because that's what I use. Uh, you can also, if you use Brave, you can use uh, Tor on Brave, which is the onion router, which is a way for um, YouTube browse undetected to, so that they can't spy on you and know what IP address that you're searching things from. Not to say oh. that, you know, you need to hide what you're searching, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't necessarily, um, they shouldn't necessarily have be able to look at what you're searching. I mean, it's your yeah. right to privacy, right? Yes, of so, course. So, but, um, but uh, yeah, I think you're talking about Gab. You're talking about MeWe um, is another one. Um, there's, um, I know, um, what's the one that got, that got shut down? Parlor. Um, oh yeah. Kind of back up and running. I know, but um, you're right. So, I mean, there are, and I'm using uh, two other alternatives to YouTube right now, which are BitChute and Rumble. And so, you know, the, the, this new parallel tech ecosystem has been evolving. It's just, it's going to take some time, unfortunately. And hopefully though, but that's the great thing about a capitalist society is that people ha can have new ideas and products and services and they can bring them to market and, and you can let the public decide whether or not they want to use that. And so yeah. I think you're going to see this 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 transition away from some of these traditional social media and tech giants into these new platforms, and that's going to balance out and bring more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, transparency and fairness to it's going to basically put them in check and say, look, you guys can't silence anybody because look, your 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 competition is letting people speak freely on their platforms. What are you going to do about it? And, and if they don't adapt and evolve, then they die. And that's okay. the great thing about, about capitalism. And a lot of people don't understand. They go, capitalism is bad and it's greed and it's all greed driven. It's like, yeah, maybe in some cases, sure. You got these corporations and they're, you know, they're the, the bottom line is all that matters. And shareholder value is, you know, is what is, what is at stake. Share value and shareholders are what is at stake. And that's the only thing driving it, no matter what profit, profit, profit. I get it. Sure. But in every system, you're going to have good, you're going to have bad. But when you take away choice and, and, you, and you're only left with, you know, state, uh, the state option where they okay. say who can, who can have what? No way. That's, that's, that's how you destroy countries. That's how you destroy lives. And we can look at throughout history that it just doesn't work. But I'm, no. we're kind of going off on a tangent there. But anyway, <laughs> um, um, yeah, I see, I, I see your point. I see your point. It's definitely... Um, yeah, I mean, I wanted to, you know, I guess we could use this opportunity to um, segue into knowing how important it is to know the rights that we have and to defend them and to make sure that we do whatever it takes to not um, catch ourselves waking up to a completely socialist and communistic country. 
uh, out of lack of action and complacency. You know, that's uh, that's one of my burning desires at the moment is like, yeah, we live, I mean, I'm in the heart of LA and I was just uh, up and down the coast this weekend from Huntington, Malibu, uh, to the South Bay area towards uh, San Diego even. And it is so interesting to see the variance of, um, you know, wokeness that people like to say, you know, you, and you kind of, you could tell depending on how many people are, you see outside masked up, uh, I haven't seen a single person in Venice uh, in goggles or a shield. But as soon as I got to downtown LA, I already saw my two neighbors that have been consistently coming out to walk their dogs with a with shield um, resting on top of their mask. So it's like, you can't see any of their face. And, uh, and gloves and they have plastic saran it's like plastic bags wrapped around their shoes and this is how they walk their dogs like two three times a day which is so bizarre to me it's like why do you why would you come out if you are that paranoid about being outside you know you people are the ones that should be staying home you know but um anyways i'm digressing i wanted to bring it back to the importance of knowing the laws that exist to protect our rights but from being taken away you know this is one thing that the healthy american organization and peggy hall likes to stress a lot is that the laws don't give us rights they protect our rights you know like we have these rights and they're there to protect us from having governments, systems, and people coming to uh, violate them. And it's time now that we all do a little bit of studying and a little bit of uh, reading, you know, because I know a lot of people have a hard time with that reading. You know, sometimes I have an issue with that myself because I'm a headline reader. reader. You know, I read the headlines, I'm like, oh, okay. But now I've gotten into the practice of actually going through the articles and clicking on the links because seriously, you know, you and I, we know that uh, all the articles, it's geared towards um, painting a certain narrative, right? Like, and we know ourselves firsthand that these people do not write truthful articles or um, they only show one side of the coin, right? And for this reason, uh, we've been duped, we've been played, you know, we've been led to believe that a single person like a governor or even a president by himself could speak a law into existence. And that is absolutely not true. It's the furthest thing from reality. Uh, and another thing that's far from reality is when businesses talk about how their policy supersedes the actual laws, you know, I, how many times have we gone into uh, maskless shopping events where we tell them, 
you're breaking the law by making us uh, take on a medical intervention and it just goes right over their heads. They have no idea what we're talking about and they're like, well, we don't care about the laws. This is our policy. These are some of the answers coming out from yeah. Yeah. store clerks, owners, employees, whatever. It's like we've been so dumbed down and so um, involved, self-involved in our in our iPhones, in our daily lives. You know, I'm guilty of it too. Like before this whole scandemic hit the hit the world, I was completely ignorant of the laws and even though i knew there was so much uh what is it um corruption in the in law enforcement and yeah. in business you know just in general there's so you know we have evidence of corruption everywhere because it didn't touch my life personally i was completely complacent you know i right. i just you know whatever they'll deal with it whatever you know crooked cops whatever crooked judges whatever you know whatever as long as it doesn't affect me well you know guess what like we have all been affected this past year and it will continue to um permeate through our lives these uh these tyrannical guidelines and strange rules um and the only way that we're going to be able to stop this is one if we band together and, you know, uh, what is it? Peggy likes to say connection, action, and education. And I'm, the reason why I love her so much is because these are the principles that I completely can stand behind that will make some effective changes. And um, not only do individuals who need to go maskless shopping need to know the laws, but businesses that are being forced to open under certain conditions, like, oh, you could only open up 50%. Like, you have to bring the inside of your restaurant to the outside into your parking lot, and that's the only way you're going to be able to operate. No, you don't have to do any of that stuff. And actually, if you enforce your employees and your patrons to wear a mask and to uh, social distance, do a temperature check, you are violating 22 federal and state laws of California by imposing these guidelines onto your patrons. So businesses, LA businesses, you guys have to get up with the laws too. Like there's go, this is not the end of this. This is a continuation of a bigger global plan that's unfolding behind our backs. And our best and greatest defense is that we live in a free country where the constitution protects our rights from uh, turning into communist China. And, um, you know, things are fast approaching. We see these uh, vaccination bills um, invading our schools. We see businesses thinking that they have the right to ask uh, their patrons when their last vaccinations were. Things are getting crazy, guys. So now is the time to take action. You know, at the very least, get connected with other people. I think that is the, that's the start. Um, see what people are doing, how they're standing and fighting to protect our freedoms. And uh, one of the 
greatest things if you're a small business owner one of the best things you could do for yourself is go on to thehealthyamerican.org and go to the business help section and purchase the $29 business seminar that's going to list all the laws and give you all the documents that will um, protect you from having any kind of government body come and tell you how you can and cannot run your business. That's number one. Number two is we're having an event in Thousand Oaks on April 24th, which is Saturday from 1 to 5 p.m. It is a open for business seminar, which is going to give you an in-person um, overview and detailed information about the updated uh, bills that are in place, the laws that have been in place, um, all the success stories of all the businesses in California that has stood up and, you know, basically said, uh, screw you. And they kept their businesses open, they're flourishing. So we're going to be able to meet a lot of the business owners that have taken this course before they've implemented it and now they're thriving uh, more than ever. And this is a big point that I want to take on, uh, you know, share is you can't, if you're a business, you cannot be a business that's going to put one foot in this side and one foot on the other side of the fence. If you're going to open and you're going to stand for freedom, you need to open fully, uh, drop the mask because we know that after a year, you know, there is no evidence that masks has done anything, but actually um, there's a lot of evidence that it has done a lot of harm. So yeah. I don't know where people's stances on that, but um, guys, please make it out to Thousand Oaks in, on uh, Saturday, the 24th from 1 to 5 p.m. It is a ticketed event, so go to thehealthyamerican.org to the events section. You'll see it on the front page as you click. Um, it's going to be an awesome event. You'll have, we'll have live Q&A sessions where you'll be able to connect with other business owners. Um, you'll be opted into a network of freedom fighters, not only business owners, but patrons and people who are looking for employment and people who are looking to employ other people. This is going to be, um, you know, it's a, it's been a couple of months since Peggy last had the seminar, but now is a great time for us to reconnect. And there are uh, lots of hints around the world where they're saying, you know, we're going through another lockdown. Yeah. And God, uh, you know, if that happens again, we'll be prepared. So please right. don't think that, you know, just because the economy is opening up now that we're going we're back to new yeah, no, it's not going to happen. And, and well, that's and you brought up a couple of good points that uh, I want to address on this. And, and I think, first of all, one of the great things about what you guys do here is you give business owners tools. You give them the tools that they need to fight back against the tyranny, but also protect themselves against litigation, both from whether that's from the city or the state or from customers or employees that, that they are potentially exposing themselves to liability for imposing these medical interventions upon, whether that's a mask, whether that's requiring them to take a vaccine, um, any of these other things. 
So, so I think it's a great tool to protect business owners and to give them the opportunities to, like you said, flourish like these other businesses have been doing during the lockdowns and during these other punitive measures imposed, you know, basically arbitrarily by local governments. Like we're looking at what happened in Burbank, like we were talking about with Tinhorn Flats. And so, you know, they've been going through quite a struggle, but then you've got other businesses like um, Basilico's down in Huntington Beach who has been facing similar persecution from local government, but has has not been boarded up or had a gate put around their fence put around their property or anything like that. So so it's the it's the, the culmination of experience from all these different business owners who have had success, as well as uh, with Peggy's, um, you know, deep research into all of these topics. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, she's very knowledgeable. I mean, I've, 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 I met her once we did some mask free shopping over at Ikea in Burbank, actually quite ironically, but, but she was, you know, very well versed and easily navigated conversations with both law enforcement and store management. And we were, yeah, um, led into the, to the business and didn't have any problems shopping at all. So I was a little disappointed that their their restaurant wasn't open. I heard they've got a really good breakfast there. But anyway, that's a discussion for another day. Ikea? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. It's like three bucks and you get like eggs and sausage and toast and all kinds of stuff. It's like, it's cheap. Really? Yeah, my dad used to rave about it all the time. But um, <laughs> maybe one day I'll get to enjoy that. But, 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 but back to, uh, yeah, back to what we were talking about, you know, businesses aren't really aware of just how much danger they're in as a result of these uh, not only unconstitutional but illegal mandates that are put forward by governors and presidents who have no authority to write laws. I mean, they, people seem to forget that that's what we fought the Revolutionary War over. Well, taxation, but also the fact that there wasn't representation that we didn't have representative government that it was just a single person that would decree this is the law and that's it nobody had any say in it and that's what people like newsom and and biden and and it seems like it just seems like democrats in general and i'm not gonna and i really hate to generalize because i know there are a lot of good people out there who are democrat who vote democrat who respect the rule of law who respect what the founding fathers had intended for our country but it seems like the ones that rise to these positions of power don't. And it seems like they lean more towards socialism, more towards authoritarianism, more towards, you know, um, you know, rule by decree as opposed to rule by legislation. And that's what that's that's the way it's set up. And so we need to we need to fight back on that and fight back against that at many levels. And and having something like the, the healthy American uh, to do that is, is just it's a godsend. Yeah, you know, I wanted to piggyback off of what you were talking about, the uh, liberals and general, generalizing of a certain group of people that have certain philosophies and certain ways of thinking. And, and I do agree with you. And the pattern that I've been seeing is that you know, it can't be a coincidence that all the real, real, like, uh, action-taking liberals, I want to say action-taking because um, I feel like their version of action is, you know, violating people's businesses and 
of course, I don't want to general generalize, but yes, you know, we've met, we've had our, you know, meetings with Antifa before too, and they all seem like pretty young kids that just came out of college and they've been, you know, in the workforce for a couple of years. And that can't be by coincidence that for years and years and years, you know, um, like it can't be a coincidence that back in the 80s, an average fourth grader knew 50,000 vocabulary words, right? In their mental piggy bank. And uh, fast forward to year 2005, and an average fourth grader only knows 5,000 vocabulary words. And the, the fact that we're now coming into a time period where all these, um, kids who've grown up and they're now you know flooding the society with their uh, numbers you know it's all there's a lot of them they have new energy you know they they're upset at what's going on in the world and the liberal agenda to me it's like they target these people and they are shifting them towards overturning america from the inside out I mean, that's kind of how I'm seeing the pattern yeah. is most of these kids are very uh, young kids, you know, um, not always, but younger ones, or maybe the older ones are just young kids that never grew into their older brains. I don't right. really know, but uh, well, yeah. They're, they're young, they're impressionable, they're malleable, they're, they don't have a lot of life experience. And, and they're idealistic. And, you know, I, I, as a young person, I, you know, I shared some of the more um, liberal ideologies, not all of them, but, you know, I saw, you know, I saw, and I still share some of the stuff, you know, that, 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 you know, mega corporations, these multinational corporations are, are bad and they're destroying the world and they're poisoning the atmosphere. I know I get that, you know, people say you're against global warming. It's like, well, no, you know, I, I'm not against global warming. What you need to understand is that I don't believe that that oh, I'm getting off on a tangent here. But I just want to say back to the point was that, you know, it, it, is pollution bad? Sure. Should we stop it? Absolutely. I like breathing clean, clean air and drinking clean water. But but should we destroy the economy to accomplish that goal? No. Uh, and I think that it's almost a mirror image of what's happening here with with COVID, you know, they the cure is worse than the disease. And they're saying, you know, we need to destroy the economy to make sure that we save a few lives. But in the process, we've we've destroyed more lives and actually taken more people. More people, I think, have died as a result of, you know, suicide, drug overdose, alcohol addiction, you name it, you know, spousal abuse, um, you know, murder, murders up and spiking all over the country and probably all over the world. I don't I don't know those numbers, but you know, it seems as if we're a lot worse off had we not done anything or at least yeah. done, at least less to, to, to mitigate this. Sure. Tell people to wash their hands. That's the biggest, Absolutely. best way to stop it. Tell people to take vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, keep a healthy immune system, eat healthy, exercise, get sunlight. Very, very simple. But big pharma doesn't want that. And there we go back to are these multinational corporations bad? Are they bad for our country? Yeah. And, and that is something that I share with them. Um, that, you know, we need to put these people in check, but do we need to, to destroy capitalism to do that and bring in socialism? No, absolutely not. No, you know, of they're, course. They're, they're young and misguided. You're right. 
Yeah, they um, they're and uh, this is one of the things that I wanted to point out to any of the business owners that you know a lot of them I think they're afraid of these young, um, highly energetic, you know, and when you know people are raging with all this energy and emotions inside, it's so easy to misdirect them, right? And I think a lot of the business owners are afraid that if they do open fully and if they're not doing the um, virtuous thing by enforcing masks and uh, these stupid guidelines, I think a lot of these businesses are afraid of getting the backlash of these young um, activists, right? And these uh, people who are so emotionally driven. And I just want to point out that, you know, uh, there is a law that says that your business establishment has a duty of care to um, provide a safe and, uh, you know, a, a, a suitable environment for your patrons to conduct the business of whatever it is that your business is open for. But in cases of a pandemic and an emergency, guess what? That your business does not have the duty of care because now everyone is in the know that there is something dangerous happening and there is a a, a global emergency and I'm going to just take this to nationwide there's a nationwide emergency so therefore if you as an individual choose to go into a store or go outside or um, you know go about your life, that is your own responsibility. And just because you go into a store that is not enforcing masks or guidelines, um, you, you there is no way for people to get in financial trouble or uh, break the laws because there is no law or get a citation or legal fees added onto their business because they're not enforcing um mask mandate or, or it's social distancing yeah. right yeah. I mean, yeah they have an obligation to make sure that that if something is spilled on on the floor that they mop it up so it doesn't slip and fall right, right. They, they have an obligation to make sure that you know the, the 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 walls aren't lined with asbestos so their employees don't get cancer or that the 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 customers don't get cancer but it's mm -hmm. the same way of saying like, you know, an auto, an automotive manufacturer has an obligation to make sure that that vehicle is safe. And when they sell it to you, it's a safe vehicle, but they can't be held liable if you drive that vehicle at 90 miles an hour and crash into a tree. You see, exactly. that's personal responsibility and you put yourself in that risk. And so there's an implied risk here with COVID-19 that has been stated that, hey, look, there's a transmissible, transmissible disease out there. Um, there is a point. 0.3% chance that you could contract it and a 0.03 chance that you could die from it. Um, but if you want to go outside and take that risk, that's up to you. If you want to take personal measures to secure yourself, whether that's wearing a mask or a shield or staying 20 feet away from people or wearing an oxygen tank on your back, you know, I don't know, that's your choice. But to impose that on other people and say, we all need to, you know, that's the biggest twist and, and the, the, the biggest mind job that they came up with that I'm not wearing my mask for me. I'm wearing it for you. And right. I, I said this on other shows, uh, other episodes here is that they've used our own human compassion against us. 
you know, our human nature to want to be kind to other people and not harm other people. Well, sure. I don't want to, you know, put somebody else at risk. I don't want to, you know, kill somebody's grandma because I got them sick. Of course not. No, you know, I don't want to, nobody wants to do that. But that's what they've made us think that is, is the possibility, is the probability of what's going to happen if we don't wear a mask, which is completely untrue. The science does not bear that out. There's no, there's no evidence that asymptomatic carriers, which aka healthy people, um, can infect other people with a virus if they do not have any symptoms. Even Dr. Flip-Flop Fauci has, has backed that up. So um, to, to say that business owners then can be held liable, you're right. Um, it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't make any sense. And it, it just on a common sense level, it doesn't make any sense. But legally, also, it does not compute. And so... I want to interject and say, like, on the surface, wearing a mask for others is what these virtue signalers like to say. But I really want to point out that, no, you are not thinking for others. And maybe on the surface, we want to say that they've turned our compassion for others onto ourselves. But I actually disagree because these people are not driven by compassion wearing masks for other people because if they were so uh you know worried about other people's health right and other people's uh um you know immune system why the heck would you come out of your house you know mask no mask whatever why would you come out of your house? And further, if you actually believe that a pandemic exists, would you come out of your house with a mask? Do you know what I mean? Like, right, right. If, if, I, if I really believed that a pandemic is happening outside of my house or like, uh, you know, it's floating around in the air by all these people that are carrying this deadly disease, would I come out of my house, whether it is to walk my dog or get my food or anything. No, I wouldn't. There would be a significant amount of people that just would never come out of their house, right? So to me, when people are outside of their houses and they're wearing a mask saying like, you have to wear a mask for other people, no, that's just their surface excuse because deep down inside, they've chosen to wear the mask because that's easier for them and it suits them. Like they don't want to lose their job. Like they don't want to cause a commotion. They don't want to stick out. They don't want to um, stand for something. It suits their cowardly choices and puts a complete fake piece of cloth um, called wearing a mask for others that's the storyline we're going to use and how genius is that but no these people are not because these people are not compassionate for other people because if that was the case then they would be compassionate for people like us who right. will not wear a mask right sure. for whatever our, our, our health religion our uh common sense thinking abilities you know like if they compassion for a certain group of people, that compassion should extend to all groups of people. These people are saying that they're wearing a mask for others because so that it gives them an excuse to be cowards and losers as they are 
in their normal everyday lives. And now they could say like, oh yeah, this is uh, me being virtuous and saving right. people. No, if you actually believed in a pandemic, you would not be outside. If you actually believed in a pandemic, why the heck would you um, go into a supermarket where you could contract XYZ and pass it along to the person that you're gonna pass by in your car? You know, like it, these, um, you know, I'm not buying the false narrative um, mm -hmm. with these people. And it only further uh, gives me the, the, the energy and the strength to, um, not the strength, but I guess the courage to call these people out. You know, I've recently just gone maskless shopping by myself. And of course, you know, I get into it with people and it felt so good to say, uh, I'm not wearing a mask because this is for my own health and I don't care about your health. You worry about your health. I will worry about my health and I don't wear a mask because no, I don't care about your health. I don't know who the heck you are. I only care about my health and you should do the same and care about yeah. your health. And if you're afraid, then you should stay home. Right. And you know, like these are, um, you know, because people, these people, they love to say like, oh, you don't care about other people. Oh, like these are, this is for immune compromised people that, uh, that are have deathly afraid of this virus. Like you don't care about them. No, I don't care about them. I have no idea who the heck they are. Why the right. heck should I care about them? I'm having a hard time caring about myself. So let me care about myself and you guys care about yourselves. Right. And um no yeah like i just um i want to encourage everyone to start taking some action people you know like uh these this governor is saying like oh we're opening up and we've moved to like the orange tier blah 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 uh this is brainwashing at another level because now yeah. we're instead of fighting 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 we're like oh, okay we're just going to wait it out and let the governor open up the rest of the states no yeah. i love how they use the word allow we're allowing businesses to open now we're allowing i'm like whoa 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 whoa! you don't allow anything sirs and madams it's, uh you know it's our freedom to have and yours to protect and that's about it but you know you, you made a good point i heard someone say the other day um because i brought up to them someone said to me well you're being selfish for not wearing a mask and the person said to me, he's like, no, no. What I would have said was, no, you're being selfish for trying to rope me into your delusion that that everybody needs to wear a mask to be safe. And I'm like, damn, that's brilliant, man. I wish I would have thought of that at the time. But it is selfish for them to demand for you to restrict your breathing so that they feel better, so that uh -huh. they feel safer. I'm sorry you don't feel safe. If you don't feel safe, like you said, stay home. If you don't feel safe, you know, uh, do the, uh, you know, the, the curb shop, you know, uh, what is it? Um, curbside. Cur curbside shopping. Yeah. You do that. If you're so deathly afraid, if you have the autoimmune disease, then why does the rest of the world have to inconvenience and stop just so that you can feel safer? I'm sorry, but there is a line where you have to draw. Of course, there's compassion. Of course, there's, you know, the, 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 the need to want to be kind to other people, but when other people impose just these un un like not only is it unconstitutional but just unreasonable requests upon us to accommodate their fear that's where you got to draw the line 
Yeah. And they've, and they've been so whipped up into fear. That's what it is. I mean, it's like, okay, it might have started off. We were all fooled by the videos coming out of China. You know, you remember those where the people just fall, falling over in the middle of the street and flopping around and dying. You know, people just, just lay in there in the street. And we're like, oh, my God, this is this is pretty bad. And if yeah. and if it were true, you know, that that would be a different scenario. But as as the months wore on, we saw that that just wasn't the case and that that was complete theatrics coming out of China. And they were I'll give them credit. They were very successful at at putting the fear of God into the people of the United States and, and allowing us or giving us the tools to destroy ourselves. Brilliant mm -hmm. stroke of mm -hmm. genius, you know, you know, uh, point to China on that one. You know, they, they won, they won the match on that one, but, but people need to realize that that's over and that's past. That's not true. It's not as deadly. And we need to quit with the theatrics. I love how Rand Paul put it. He's like, it's, it's all theatrics, Dr. Fauci. You take the vaccine. Why do you got to still wear a mask? Well, it's so other people, other people feel safe. So they're not scared. It's like, well, that's, that's theatrics. There's no you know need for it. So he, what's crazy is that these people are outwardly playing oh, with yeah. us okay they're outwardly um telling us oh yeah the vaccination um you know it's killing all these people it's for it's for you to feel good and yet here we are um divided as a society because there it's so evident that the majority of the people are still asleep you know, they, the majority of the people who are going along with this narrative is that their, their courage is still asleep and their brains are still asleep. Um, they, I mean, people need to wake up, right? And, you know, uh, it's been a year since the, uh, you know, the regulations have come out and these uh, nonsensical measures of how we need to conduct our daily lives have been imposed on us it's been a whole year and some change and you know now um people it's uh it's time to focus on how we're going to thrive going forward like i you know in my personal journey has been so that for a whole year, you know, I fought long and hard, you know, like got arrested for it at some point, uh, been uh, terribly treated by every employee. I, I mean, not every employee. Yeah, tell, but real quick we'll, about that experience or, or well, we'll, we'll, we'll step back to it. Just remember, I'm going to, I'm going to put a bookmark in that and come back to that, but continue on. Oh, your best at a family yeah. dollar. Yeah. Um, you know, I, that's an interesting story because that incident was the pivotal moment for me where I was just like, you know, um, there is so much corruption, you know, there's so much, so many layers to this corruption that do I spend my time fighting, 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 or what am I going to do? going forward, you know, like, I'm not going to be fighting these uh, entities and these uh, evildoers for the rest of my life. That's not what I want to do. Uh, and now I'm the, the reason why I'm so passionate about people knowing their rights, because it's the foundation of building a 
better normal you know it's like everyone that's sick of freaking seeing these masked zombies everywhere uh forget them you know like let's start our own community and our own network of businesses and people that are going to support normal living you know um isn't there something through the healthy american that does list uh isn't there a list of local businesses we actually just um partnered with the freedompeople.org and they've created a platform for businesses so they have three different uh categories they have their podcast they have the social network and social network directory and the business directory so business owners can go to this directory and add their business as a mask free no social distancing um and tyranny defying business and all the patrons i'm telling you there are so many people that uh reach out to the healthy american asking for mask free businesses and mask free business owners you know mask free employees you know people who are just normal who understand what's going on in reality right now uh you're either going to buy into the lie or you're not and you're standing with the truth so these are all businesses that have registered their um companies and you know their uh, themselves onto this platform brad and emily just did an interview with peggy showing um how to go about the platform but it's pretty easy you know self-explanatory i love their design um it is just starting it's um they're they're just getting up with their numbers uh, since uh, peggy's announced it but They've been up and running for a while, so the platform itself is pretty awesome. I love uh, being able to just, you know, click, click. I love the social aspects of this uh, directory where I can meet people within um, a location. And uh, this is this platform has been created specifically for healthy Americans and, uh, you know, free citizens of the united states that want to list their businesses and support each other and other businesses that are going to um you know stand and fight for their freedom but not only that but we're on our way to creating our own own community our own society of uh people that are to continue living like normal human beings so everybody please go check this uh thefreedompeople.org Okay. And that's great. Now that's a good resource. And, and I've said this often and before that it seems as if we're unfortunately splitting into kind of two parallel societies, you know, one that operates in fear and one that doesn't. And, and I think tools like this, uh, of course, are going to help people navigate their way into whichever realm they choose to live. But, uh, uh, and also, as we were talking about how kind of capitalism helps to shake that out, you know, if a business doesn't want to, uh, you know, comply or they or they choose to not comply with these mandates, you know, that's going to dictate who's going to support them and who isn't. And having a directory like this is going to is going to help people find the businesses that they that they would like to support and that are going to be supportive of their choices, which is the choice to 
breathe freely, mm -hmm. <laughs> which, is a, which is a difficult one. But I know with your with your arrest, uh, it was over the issue of trespass, and I and I found that very strange because I watched the video, and and in my in in the intervening time since then, I've looked into the laws on trespass, and and I think the one that they cited you under, you know, it, it's essentially and correct me if I'm wrong, but essentially it says that you came there with the with the intent to disrupt the business and I, I well i can imagine and I, i'm maybe i'm just assuming here but I, I i'm pretty sure i'm safe in assuming that you didn't go there with the intention to disrupt the business you went there to shop you went there to conduct commerce and exactly. so, so the fact that they arrested you for incited you for trespassing is absolutely ridiculous you know it's that, so um it's it's uh it's unlawful you know um and we are going after these sheriffs that are breaking the laws themselves you know we're in deep trouble if law you call the police on the phone to report a crime in progress and they themselves come to break the laws and arrest the person reporting the crime. So that is a huge, uh, you know, that is- A miscarriage of justice. Yeah, it's like we've, we've already arrived in communist China. Like this is how communism works, right? Like you rat yeah. each other out, you rat out your uh, fellow uh, neighbors for not going along with the uh, national narrative over here and then um and then people show up and they put you in handcuffs for going sure. against the narrative so i think the mayor of, the mayor of los angeles was offering a bounty for people to turn in their neighbors during oh, this, this thing yeah i think something along the lines of well the old saying is snitches get stitches but in this case snitches get paid you know to right. turn in their neighbors and it's like that's like some stuff out of you know the Soviet Union or or Nazi Germany that we yeah. see during these under these authoritarian regimes, and that's that's scary to think. And people are quick to do it now. They're uh, you know, and they feel like you know, that they're the um, you know the savior of humanity. They're they're you know they're saving the community from this evil person who puts everybody everybody at risk by not wearing a face diaper. You know, it's like. It's absolutely ridiculous that they've turned, and it's scary that they so quickly have turned people against each other who would otherwise not have an issue, you know, but now they've made everybody the enemy. Everybody is a potential biological terrorist walking down the yeah. street. Yeah, you know, it's actually, you know, I actually do question that though, that uh, people snitching on each other. I mean, I actually tried calling the LA Health Department um, uh, office to see what these people have to go through to snitch, right? You have to go through like 20 different prompts to report, um, report a complaint. Hmm. So it's almost like how, um, First of all, where where do these people call to snitch? You know, like the, I know they, I feel like they had a number back in the day, but I haven't seen anything since. I myself know like most of the people here call either either three one one or they will go to the uh, LA Department of Health website and call the number listed there. 
I've tried both. Um, and it's not that easy. You know, mm-hmm. it's not that it's not that like streamlined uh, consumer, you know, not consumer, like a snitch User friendly. friendly. <laughs> yeah, snitch friendly, not, right. But it's almost like I'm under the impression that people they just put that rumor out there you know these um that guy was it the mayor uh, where he was like oh you know snitches well so that it makes us distrust people but right. in reality like it is literally so difficult to report a business because i tried that myself yeah. like i tried to call the hotline to report a business and um i just hung up after like six minutes because i was going through so many different prompts and it's almost like, oh, yeah, they're playing us on this level, too. Like, they probably don't have a snitch department. They probably don't uh, even have things set up for people to snitch on each other. You know, yeah. like, these but probably it's, don't. It's, huh? But it's, had a, it, but it's had a chilling effect anyway. It's just the oh, yeah. idea uh-huh. that someone could turn you in gets you to self-police, which is, like, the yeah. same thing that they did with, uh, I believe, with... Um, releasing information about about what's an operation called carnivore where it's it's scooping up all this information and the nsa you know scooping up all americans information they're spying on everybody they're watching everything you do and so it's caused people to self-censor to self-police to not talk about things you know and essentially um it's 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 silenced free speech you know you you're very you got to speak in very hushed tones i mean it literally is like uh, you know, what the Stasi was doing in, in Nazi Germany and going after German citizens, getting people to turn themselves in. But now you don't need a network of citizen narcs, uh, citizen, you know, snitches to to um, achieve the same goal. You just get people to think that they're lurking around every corner and people do the job themselves. Exactly. And that's really awful. That's that's kind of that is probably some really that's the some of the most evil stuff that I've ever heard because it's a psychological operation on on people's minds. And that's what a lot of this has been is has been a psyop. It, there's no actual real threat. They just make you think there's a threat. And then they turn you against each other to police each other and to, you know, think of each other as the threat. And it's it's that's some diabolical shit right there. It it's really crazy. is that's just evil. Straight up. It's every, everything is a psychological um uh, is 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 a psychological abuse everything that we're enduring right now is psychological abuse at every level you yeah. know like they they're as imposing these crazy guidelines on people they're making us distrust one another they're um making us abide by these you know like uh what is it i was just at um redondo beach the other yesterday and you know, we've all been through it. Like you put on a mask to pass the host stand. And then as soon as you pass the host stand and they take you to your table, you could take off the mask. Now, I know so many of my friends that say, oh, it's no big deal. You know, it's just whatever they have to do it. But no, that is the biggest deal because yeah. you in your mind are succumbing to a nonsensical, absolutely ridiculous, right policy to appease this uh business that is making you do some dumb um retarded action for you to be able to go into a desired restaurant 
Right. And it, it's, it doesn't make any sense because it doesn't serve any purpose. Uh, you know, you walk 10 feet, you take off the mask. and But what it does is it conditions you to be compliant and it conditions yeah. the restaurant to be compliant with government orders. And so they're afraid, you know, we're afraid, you know, that the guest is afraid of not being served by the restaurant. The restaurant's afraid of having their their license pulled by the government. And so it's this it's this fear and control network that we need to fight back against. And that's what this is about, really. I mean, this is about personal freedom. It's about liberty. It's about standing up for our constitutional rights. But it's also about fighting back against this this evil, tyrannical, psychological monster that's that has just got its tentacles wrapped around everybody on this world right now. And and we we need all the tools that we have at our disposal to fight back against this. And that's really, again, why I wanted to bring you on the show and wanted to share with people what what you're doing and what Peggy's doing and what the organization, you know, the healthyamerican.org is doing to fight back against that by giving the people the tools that they need to do that. Whether you're an individual or a business or both, um, you have the tools available to you now to, to fight back and, and, um, and win. Hopefully we're going to win this war. We win small battles one, one at a time. And sometimes we don't, but Hey, that's how wars go. But uh, hopefully in the end, we will win the battle. So are there any other ways that do you have like social media that you're on that people could follow you or is it mostly just through the, the healthyamerican.org? Um, yes, Peggy has the healthyamerican.org, which is her website. The newsletter is the best way to keep up to date. So please sign up for that. And she has a YouTube channel called The Healthy American with Peggy Hall. Facebook, the same, The Healthy American with Peggy Hall. Uh, there's a lot of censorship going on. A lot of people search and they cannot come, um, they cannot come to the destination, their desired destination on the web. So the best thing is to go directly to the healthyamerican.org. And she has now a private platform called peggyhall.tv. And that is where we, um, you know, do a lot of the fun stuff. So like all the uncensored talks and podcasts and, you know, connections. So the great thing about this organization is that we have three principles that we drive through each time, which is connection, action, education. And we provide all three of them. We provide a way for healthy Americans to get connected with each other. We um, think of ideas to and implement those ideas and we take action and what helps us take proper action is getting the proper education um, and knowing the limitations and our boundaries of what we cannot cannot do within the uh you know the boundaries of the laws so um this uh please go to the website check out the events that's coming up in you know, two weeks and Saturday, 1 through 5 p.m. in Thousand Oaks. And this is specifically for small business owners. And I'm hoping that a lot of people in L.A. get to this uh, seminar because um, we need to open up L.A., guys. Like, it's really dreary here. It's like all these small businesses have been boarded up. They've left for good. Uh, It's pretty depressing. I don't want to live on a Chipotle slash like Ikea Walmart campus uh, at every corner in the next like 10 years. But, 
you know, if we as a country are not supporting our small businesses and the efforts of the small businesses, like that's what we're going to do. We're literally going to be living on a Costco campus um, within a couple of years. And we're going to be eating Chipotle and McDonald's and uh, every other fast food out there for our, uh, and maybe we'll be injected with those things later on, who knows? But yeah. this is, are the tools that people need right. to start making some changes in their communities. So, um, you know, let's get connected guys and let's make some progress yeah. <laughs> with LA over here. Like I'm dying to go out to a bar in LA without a freaking mask on, right? you know? Me too, me too. Hopefully we can go out and get a drink soon. Well, um, I, I wanna thank you for taking the time to come on the show. And if, you, if you've got a couple minutes, please stick around after the show. I just wanna ask you a couple of questions, but um, do definitely appreciate you coming on, sharing that with us. Of course, uh, I will be putting links to all of this in the description section of the show, so people will be able to find you. And uh, yeah, I would like to remind people too that this is backed up by actual attorneys. So, you know, this is legal, literal legal advice that you can rely on. This isn't just opinion of some people. So um, again, that's the healthyamerican.org. And uh, this has been uh, such a pleasure, Nari. And, and hopefully, um, hopefully we can get you back on soon to kind of give us some updates as to how things are going. And, and thanks again for coming on today. Thank you. <laughs> We'll see you soon. See you. Right. Bye. Bye. All right, folks. Well, that is our show for today. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in and enjoying what we had to offer today. I think Nari brought really a lot of insight and information as to um, how to get the tools that you need to fight back against this tyranny that is COVID-19 and the lockdowns. And so once again, please do visit healthyamerican.org. And if you want to learn more about the organization and learn more about how to fight back and get the tools that you need to do so. Also, we do encourage you to visit the freeamericapodcast.com website, which is freeamericapodcast.com. And uh, there you will again find all of our previous episodes, including this one, as well as ways that you can help support uh, the Free America Podcast, whether that's through a contribution or through supporting any of our affiliates. So thanks again for tuning in, folks, and we appreciate your time and your support. And hopefully you've uh, walked away a little bit more well-informed than you started your day today. So remember, as I said before, freedom can be given, but it can also be taken. That means it can be taken from you, but that also means that you can take it back. So get out there and stay free, America. Good night, everybody.